This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Not much time for chatting tonight, since we have two rather lengthy shows. Both haven't been heard for some time, so I'm delighted to resurrect Life with Luigi at the half hour, and we begin with a visit with George Valentine and an episode entitled Cousin Jeff and the Pigs. Enjoy! Your neighborhood Chevron gas station invites you to... Let George Do It, brought to you by the makers of climate-tailored Chevron Supreme Gasoline and RPM Compounded Motor Oil. George Valentine got out of the army, he had an idea and just enough money to set up a small office and put an ad in the paper offering his services as a dog walker, a crime solver, a wife's banker, or whatever a client wants done. So far, he's met with fair success. He's had plenty of clients, but not all of them paid off. That hasn't discouraged George. He's an optimist. Right now, he's striding up to the side door of his office, the door that lets him into his private office without going through his waiting room. Ah, good morning, Sonny. Sonny? Claire? Hey, where is everybody? Oh, morning, Valentine. We were in the waiting room. We've been kind of busy. I've been taking him up and down the elevator. He never rode in one before. And now Claire's pointing out the tall building. Look, look, wait a minute, Sonny. Slow down, will you? What are you talking about? Your new client. Oh, have I got a new client? Yes, sir, and this is his first visit to the city. Oh, great. Where's he from? Three Oaks. Three Oaks. Three Oaks. See, that sounds familiar. Oh, I bet you like him, Mr. Valentine. He's very nice. Three Oaks. Oh, I know. My mother had some cousins living in Three Oaks. His name is Jeff Williams. Jeff Williams. Cousin Jeff. Hey, is he your cousin? Yeah, that's right. Haven't seen him in 25 years. He's probably married and has a dozen kids. Is he really your cousin, Mr. Valentine? Why, he isn't a bit like you. He's very nice. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Sonny. All right, carry on with the office work. I'll see you about Cousin Jeff. Yes, sir. Oh, good morning, Mr. Valentine. Good morning, Claire. Well, Cousin Jeff. Hello, Cousin George. (laughs) 
Say, it's been a long time, Jeff. How are you? I never felt better in my life, George. Your cousin was telling me that this is his first visit to the city, Mr. Valentine. Oh, that's so. Sit down, Jeff. Oh, after you, ma'am. Oh, thank you, Mr. Williams. You're welcome, ma'am. Well, I guess you're surprised to see me, George. I've been looking forward to this trip for a long time, but that farm sort of kept me tied down. But, Jeff, how'd you know where to find me? Am I, uh... Famous, even in Three Oaks? Oh, I saw your advertisement, George. I have the newspapers mailed to me. World Route 4. Oh, I see. Well, uh, what's on your mind, Jeff? Well, it's like this. I, I had a little extra egg money put aside. Egg money? Mr. Williams has chickens. He sells the eggs. Oh. Oh, my chickens are sure good to me this year. I figure after I pay my hotel bill, I'll have about $100 for you, George. Well, what do you mean? Why give me $100? would... <laughs> <laughs> Like this, George, I like my farm, you know. I was born and raised there, but it's pretty lonesome, especially winters. Oh, I'm way ahead of you, Jeff. You want me to find you a wife? Oh, I figure I'm doing my own courting. Only trouble, I can't find a girl to court. Really, Mr. Williams? Well, you see, ma'am, most of the women in Three Oaks is already married, and those that aren't are spoken for. Oh, I find the girl and you court her. Well, that's fair enough. But I, I gotta meet her by Wednesday night. Gotta get back home. Have to start my corn husking. Uh, did you have any special type in mind? Well, hope you'll forgive me, Miss Brooks, but I, I like a pretty girl like Miss Brooks. Claire? <laughs> Claire, what are you doing next Wednesday? I quit. <laughs> well, don't worry, Jeff. I'm sure I can help you. Well, there's only one other thing, George. She's gotta be a girl who'll love my little Dolores. Dolores. And all her brothers and sisters. All her brothers and sisters? How many have you got? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven children? No, fifty-seven pigs. Pigs! Pigs! He raises pigs, Mr. Valentine. Uh, I hope you won't think I'm loony, but those pigs mean a lot to me. I'm fond of them, and they're fond of me. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Just leave everything to me. I'll find a girl for you, all right? Someone who'll love Dolores and all her brothers and sisters. All fifty-seven of them. I don't want to bother you with questions, Mr. Valentine But what are we doing here? Working for our new client I promised I'd find him a girl, didn't I? Do you expect to find her in this alley? Well, this alley leads to the stage door entrance Stage door? A showgirl? Sure, why not? She's got to be pretty And I'll bet these girls are sick of the bright lights They'd probably give their eye teeth to settle down on a farm. What are you going to do? Tap them on the shoulder and say, pardon me, but do you like pigs? <laughs> no, of course not. I'm going to be subtle about this. I'll tell them I'm an inquiring reporter. You get it, Claire? No, but it doesn't matter. Oh, it's 5.40. The matinee's over a half hour ago. Hey, here they come now. Say, there's a beauty. Yeah, she'll do. Oh, miss. Miss. Oh, oh wait a minute, please. If it's a date, my mother don't let me go out on no dates. Besides, I'm booked solid for two months. Oh, no, no, I'm the inquiring reporter. I just want to ask you a question. Would you mind telling me, what's your favorite animal? My favorite animal? Mink. Mink? Yeah, mink. My mother likes ermine. Oh, I see. Well, thanks a lot. Maybe you could get Mr. Williams to raise mink instead of pig. Oh, no, I'll try a brunette this time. Oh, a miss. Miss. All right. Give me a pencil and I'll give you my autograph. Oh, no, thanks. That's not it. You see, I'm the inquiring reporter and I'd like to ask you a question if you have a minute. Shoot. What's your favorite animal? Male. Male? Male. Oh, I see. Well, thanks a lot. Is that all? Yes, miss. Thanks. 
That's plenty. If you'd like an interview for your paper and pictures, I'm uh, at the Brayton Hotel. I see. Well, I'll give you a buzz. And if a man's voice answers, don't hang up. That's me. I'm at the Brayton Hotel. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) It seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, Mr. Valentine, look at this. Coming towards us. The baby doll type. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, miss, miss. You mean little old me? Yeah, that's right. Little old you. <laughs> they call me Kathy Phillips. What do they call you? Well, they call me the inquiring reporter. And I'd like to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Oh, I think that's just darling of you. What do you want to know? Well, I, I wish you'd tell me. What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal? That's right. Promise not to laugh. I promise. Cross your heart, hope to die. <laughs> hope to die. Well, then, don't you dare tell a soul, but I'm just mad about piggies. Oh, well, that's a nice thing. Piggies. Claire. Claire. We found her. I don't mean to rush you, Cousin George. That's not why I phone. I'm just a little anxious, that's all. Now, will you be patient, Jeff? I think I found the right girl for you. She's small, she's pretty, she's blonde. But does she like pigs? Does she like pigs? The girl's mad about pigs. She sounds like the one I've been looking for, all right. When can I meet her, Cousin George? Why, she's in my office right now. I'll arrange a date for you tonight. You can take her out to dinner. Dinner? Say, maybe I better get my hair cut. (laughs) Yeah, you do that, Jeff, and I'll call you later. Goodbye. Bye. Sonny, Sonny. Yes, sir? Uh, send Kathy Phillips in here, will you? I want to talk to her. Okay, Mr. Valentine. Uh, Mr. Valentine wants to see you, miss. You want to see little old me, Mr. Valentine? Yeah, sit down, Kathy. I want to talk to you. Did I win some sort of contest? Is that what this is all about? Ah, uh, never mind. You'll find out soon enough. Kathy, do you like farms? Oh, Mr. Valentine, I adore farms. Of course, I've never been on a farm, but then when you adore something, well, you just adore it, that's all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. Just so you like pigs. Uh, can you cook? Cook? You mean mix up things in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, well, that's sort of the idea. Oh, I don't think anyone can mix up things in the kitchen like I can. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> well, never mind. Just so you like pigs. I brought my collection down for you to see, Mr. Valentine. Collection? What collection? It's in this box. Go ahead, open it. Yeah, well, uh, what is it? Oh, they don't hurt you, silly. Go on, open it. <laughs> All right, I'll buy it. What in the name of heaven are these? I told you, I just adore piggies. Great Caesar's ghost, Piggy Banks. Piggy Banks. Well, how was I to know? When she said piggies, I thought it was just her baby talk. She's got over a hundred Piggy Banks, Mr. Valentine. I counted Never them. mind the Piggy Banks. we got to do something. Good afternoon. Let George do it. Hello, Miss Brooks. How are you? Oh, fine, Jeff. Just a minute. It's your cousin. Oh, i got to stall him. Hello, Jeff. I phoned to ask you about my date tonight, Cousin George. Oh, well, now look, Jeff. You'll have to be patient. She can't make it tonight. Oh, shucks. I had my hair cut. <laughs> well, Jeff, it'll keep. She'll have dinner with you tomorrow night. Now, this girl is worth waiting for. I don't want to rush her, but I have to get back to start my corn husk. Yeah, you'll make it. Now, don't worry. Goodbye, Jeff. Yeah, goodbye. Mr. Valentine, I don't like this. 
Jeff is too nice to try to put something over on him. Now, Claire, what are you talking about? Kathy's a wonderful girl. Yeah, but Mr. Valentine, she won't know any more about pigs tomorrow night than she does right now. Oh, yes, she will. Because you two are to get out of the library and pick up all the books they have on pigs. Then what will we do with them? You'll see to it that Kathy reads them. What makes you think she can read? Then you read them to her. Take her to your apartment. Spend all day and all night if you have to. But I want that girl to know everything there is to know about pigs. You understand? Now get going. Chandler Bookshop. Hello, this is Sunny Brooks. Is it too late to send out some books to us right away? Why, no, I don't believe so. We went through all they had in the library, but she still doesn't know anything about pigs. Pigs? Yeah. Send us everything you've got. Send it to apartment 5306 Sharp Street. What street? Spell that, please. Sharp. S is in swine, H is in hogs, A is in animal, R is in ribs, and P is in pig's feet. Where's that waitress? Why doesn't she take our order? All that talk about pigs made me hungry. Oh, never mind, Sonny. She'll get around to us soon. Now, come on, Kathy. Name different kinds of pigs. Oh, Claire, I'm such a tired little old thing. Now, Kathy, Mr. Valentine has big plans for you. But you've got to know your pigs. Well, let me see. There's the Yorkshire pigs. They've got the darlingest little spots all over them. Hey, that's not right, is it, Claire? Kathy, Yorkshire are white. You mean the spotted pole in China. Its head is rugged, medium in length, and slightly dished in the profile. Oh, Claire, you use such big words. I guess I'm just a little old dummy. I wasn't very smart in school. I never will forget the trouble I had in fifth grade. You mean you got to the fifth grade? Son. <laughs> if you could only talk to someone who really knows pigs. Well, what'll it be, folks? Can I take your order? You order for us, Sonny. Well, we might as well stay in the spirit. We better have the best pork chops from great big pigs. Oh, the best pork chops come from the medium type, like the Berkshire and the Hampshire. Hey, Claire, listen to our waitress. Oh, I was raised on a farm. Well, won't well, people? Never mind the food. Just tell this girl everything you know about pigs. Yeah, and please, use words of only one syllable. Come on, come on, open up, open up. Say, where is everybody? Oh, it's you. Oh, good morning, Claire. Come in. Did I wake you? Wake me? I haven't been to bed yet. Well, you can sleep tonight. Say, how's our pupil getting along? I don't know about Kathy, but whenever I close my eyes, I see pigs. Yorkshire, Berkshire, Hampshire, Durham. Hey, you know your pigs all right. Oh, Mr. Valentine. Oh, good morning, Sonny. Where's Kathy? She's still learning her lines. Her lines? What are you talking about? Well, we finally hit on a system that works with her. We pretend she's playing a part in a show. Yeah, we write the lines and she learns them. I'll show you. Kathy? Oh, Kathy. I'm coming. Oh, Mr. Valentine, it's you. Yep, little old me. <laughs> Go ahead, Kathy, recite for him. All right. <clears throat> the pole in China has a head that is rugged in appearance, medium in length, and slightly dished in the profile. Well, that's wonderful, marvelous, tremendous. Jeff will be the happiest man in Three Oaks. Jeff? Who's Jeff? Oh, uh, sit down, Kathy. The time has come for us to have a little talk. Oh, I just adore that, Mr. Valentine. Kathy, how would you like to settle down on a little farm? A farm? With 57 pigs. I think that'd be just darling. Could I name them? Oh, sure, sure, of course. Now, look, Kathy, I'm not promising you anything, understand? 
But you'll have dinner with him tonight. Dinner? Oh, I am fond of eating. Yeah, I'll bet. Now, you meet him, he meets you. The rest is up to you, too. Oh, what do you mean, Mr. Valentine? Well, I mean, if he likes you and you like him, then you make your own plans. I'm just sort of bringing you together, that's all. Arranging a date for tonight. Uh, about that date, Mr. Valentine, I'm afraid I won't be able to keep it. You won't? Why not? I hate to disappoint you, Mr. Valentine. Why? What's wrong? Well, I'm afraid he might not like it. Who might not like it? My husband. Your husband? You've got a husband? Well, of course. Didn't I tell you? He's just the sweetest little old thing. He collects piggy banks, too. Yeah, George certainly finds himself in an embarrassing situation now. While he's figuring out an answer, I'd like to have a little talk with you. You know, most folks are alike... We all enjoy doing business with the neighborhood grocer, the druggist, or the hardware man who gives us a friendly smile when we come in. Kind of a chap who asks about the kids when he wraps up our package. That's one reason why many folks like to trade at home-owned Chevron gas stations. They're run by local men who've made good, friendly, capable fellows who know most everyone in town and know their cars equally well. They're all mighty nice people to do business with. That's why you always feel at home when you stop at a Chevron gas station. There's another thing you can count on finding at Chevron gas stations. They all carry that climate-tailored Chevron Supreme gasoline and RPM compounded motor oil. All of them honor your Chevron credit card, too. So whenever you're on a trip, make it a habit to stop at Chevron gas stations. found a girl for his client all night. Kathy was small, pretty, and blonde, and she learned all about pigs. There was only one catch. Kathy was already married. Now George, Claire, and Sonny are still in Claire's apartment. Why didn't you ask her if she was married? Well, I didn't think about it. The most important thing of all, and you didn't think about it. Well, it just didn't occur to me. I did mention settling down on a farm. But you didn't mention the farmer. Oh, I forgot. It slipped my mind. Oh, fine. Wonderful. And after all we went through teaching her about pigs. Yeah. Why, I can't even bear to look at bacon. And when I sleep, I don't snore anymore. I just go, oink, oink, Oh, Sonny, will you get out of here? (laughs) Now, Claire, what are we going to do? Jeff is supposed to phone me here, and I'm supposed to have the date all set. What'll I tell him now? That's your problem, Mr. Valentine. I wash my hands of the whole thing. Oh, now, Claire, don't say that. Jeff's been looking forward to this trip for years. If I can't get him a bride, well, at least I can get him a dinner date. Besides, there's the hundred dollars. Claire. You don't think I'd accept money from my own cousin? You make me sound like a heel. Well? That must be Jeff. You talk to him. Oh, no. Talk to him yourself. Take your medicine like a man. Oh, fine secretary I've got. Hello? Hello, this is Jeff. Oh, hello, Jeff. I got another haircut, Cousin George. (laughs) Another haircut. That's great. What about my date for tonight? You know, I've got to get back to the farm tomorrow. Well, you see, it's like this, Jeff. Uh, You see, this girl knows her pigs all right. Fine, that'll give us something to talk about. Yeah, oh, she knows all about pigs. And you see, well, this girl is very pretty. I'm anxious to meet her. And and you see, this girl is... Married. Stop it. Stop what? No, not you. You see, Jeff, it's like this. I... uh, Oh, wait a minute. What's the matter? What's the matter? Why can't you have dinner with him? Me? Oh, no, you don't. What'd you say, Cousin George? Well, you're beautiful. I am. (laughs) 
And, and you know about pigs. Well, I ought to. I was raised with them. Well, how about it? You'd hand me over for a measly hundred dollars. Oh, now, don't get dramatic. It's just a dinner date. Well, it's more than just a dinner date. It's more than just a dinner date, and you know it. Now, look, it's his first trip to the city, and he's my cousin. How can I let him down? Let who down? You know he likes you. Remember, he said he wanted to meet a girl just like you. Like who? You'd sell your own grandmother for a hundred dollars. Whose grandmother? Oh, Grandma's fine, thank you, George. (laughs) Oh, now, listen, Claire. All you have to do is have dinner with him. Is that too much to ask of you? All right, I'll do it. You will have dinner with him? With who? I'll have a lot of dinners with him. I always wanted to live on a farm. Claire. Tell your cousin to get a haircut and meet me at Pierre's. It sure is nice of you to have dinner with me, Claire. It's nice of you to think it's nice of me. <laughs> I won't try to figure that out. No. Mm, I like it. You like what? Your haircut. Yeah, I had it cut twice. <laughs> Say, maybe we ought to eat something. Yes, sounds like a good idea. Well, let's see what's on this bill affair. Oh. What's the matter? They don't spell very good. Huh? Oh, it's in French. <laughs> You know, that's one thing I didn't learn on the farm. Never mind, Jeff. I don't like this place anyway. It's much too expensive. Oh, that's all right. You're forgetting about my egg money. Now, look. Those chickens didn't go to all that trouble just so you could throw your money away on me. Come on. Oh, where'll we go? There's a restaurant in my neighborhood that has good food. And it's cheap, too. See? You're saving my money for me already. How'll I ever be able to thank Cousin George? You won't have to thank him. Just give him the hundred dollars. That's all he's interested in. Come on, Jeff. Let's go someplace where they know how to spell. Sonny. Sonny. Sonny, wake up. Sonny. You're Berkshire, Hampshire, Sonny. Fallen Child, Sonny. and Durak. Oh. Claire isn't home yet. I've been sitting here waiting for her to come back. What time is it? Three o'clock. It is? Then why'd you wake me? Let me go back to counting pigs. Oh. Sonny, why would a dinner date take so long? Maybe he's a slow eater. Sonny, you don't seem to realize how serious this is. She's been gone for eight hours. I've been sitting here watching the clock. Why don't you read something? I don't feel like reading. We got quite a choice of books. There's breeding pigs and pig breeding and pigs and their breeds. Hey, do you suppose she's purposely staying out late just to... Just to worry me? Well, she is. She has. Sonny, Jeff liked her. He liked her a lot. Sonny, did she like him? Oh, my sister goes for the shy type. Oh. Would you call me shy? Don't answer that. You know, Sonny, I like her. So do I. Sonny... I think I love her. I think I do, too. And I threw her at him. I forced her to go out with him. I'm a fool. I'm a sap. I'm a... A fathead. A fathead. Thanks a lot, son. You're welcome, Mr. Valentine. That's the telephone. I'll get it. Hello? Hello? Claire, where are you? What are you doing at my place, Mr. Valentine? Well, I was was waiting for you to get back. Oh, you don't mean you were worried. Worried? Why should I worry? Claire, where are you? It's three o'clock. I thought you weren't worried. Well, it's just that, that 
Well, I don't want you showing up late for work tomorrow. I won't be at work tomorrow, George. Claire, you call me George. Well, I'm in a sentimental mood. Hey, Claire, will you please tell me, where are you calling from? From Dr. Hutchison's house. Dr. Hutchison, are you hurt? He's a minister. A minister? Claire! Cousin Jeff said to send you his love. Goodbye, George. Are you sure, Mr. Valentine? Honey, will you get dressed and shut up? Yeah, but where are we going? We're going to annul the marriage. Mr. Valentine. You don't want Jeff for a brother-in-law, do you? And how will I get along without her? What will happen to me? What will happen to me? I don't want to go to Three Oaks and live with pigs. Oh. <laughs> Here's his address. Dr. Hutchison, 310 G Street. Come on. Yeah, but what will we do there? He can tell us where they went. He can tell how to find her. I'm not giving her up, Sonny. Not without a fight. <laughs> This is a place. Come on. Don't you think it's a little late to be busting in on people? No, he can't help that. I'll do the talking. Don't you think it's a little late to be ringing doorbells? Well, we've got to find her before he takes her to Three Oaks. Can I help you? Oh, uh, I want to speak to Dr. Hutchinson right away. It's very important. Are you sure? I hate to disturb him. He had to get up a little while ago. We had a wedding party here. A wedding party? Sonny, a wedding party. I heard it. Such a lovely young couple. And so much in love. Maybe it was some other couple, Mr. Valentine. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, was the groom tall and, and outdoorish looking? Oh, he was a very wholesome young man. He told me all about his pigs. Oh, pigs. It's the right people, all right. I never saw a happier bride in all my life. And I've seen a lot of brides. Are you sure she was happy? She was all smiles. She was all smiles, Mr. Valentine. Oh, maybe it was just an act. Oh, no. At the end of the ceremony, when they kissed, well, I never saw such a kiss in all my life. And I've seen a lot of kisses. Oh. Oh. Um, now then, um, what did you want to see my husband about? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Come on, son. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mr. Valentine? Mr. Valentine, what time is it? Four o'clock. Don't you think it's a little late for us to be out taking a walk? What else could we do? Sleep? I couldn't sleep. I guess I couldn't either. Look, there's just the two of us left now, Sonny. We'll have to stick together. Then you're not going to try to stop her? Stop her? How can I stop her? We've got to think about her, Sonny. If she's happy, then, well, we'll just give her up. But, Mr. Valentine... We've got to be men. Well, I'll try. Come on, let's go in this restaurant and have some breakfast. We haven't had dinner yet. All right, then we'll have dinner. Not that I can eat. I don't think I'll ever be able to eat again. Is this table all right? Oh, what does it matter? I can't eat anyway. Well, then why'd we come in here? Well, I... I just want to sit and look at the food and feel miserable. What'll it be, gentlemen? Scrambled eggs and a nice side order of ham. Ham? Don't even mention... Claire! Claire! What are you doing here? Working. Working? Excuse me, they want me in that booth. It's a wedding breakfast. Hey, well, I don't get this. Why should Mr. She... Valentine, look. In that booth. It's Jeff. Jeff? Oh, of course. It's their wedding breakfast. 
Then why is she working here as a waitress? Oh, well, maybe they haven't got enough money to get back to Three Oaks. Hey, he's coming to our table. You won't start a fight, will you, Mr. Valentine? Fight? I haven't got any fight left in me. Well, I'm sure glad to see you, Cousin George. I told Jeff you were here. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Cousin Jeff. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I... I hope you'll be very happy. And that comes from the heart, Claire. What heart? Well, I... I guess the best man won. Be good to her, Jeff. You bet I will. Oh, uh, Cousin George, about the hundred dollars... Ah, forget it. Why, Mr. Valentine. Oh, no, I don't want to forget it. After all, you kept your part of the bargain, you got me a date, and now look what happened. And about the hundred dollars, Cousin oh, George... buy yourself a wedding present, Jeff. A, a pig or something. A pig? Well, thanks a lot. Now I better get back to Margie. Yeah, you go right ahead and get... Margie? Who's Margie? Well, I thought you knew. Margie's my bride. Y- your bride? What about Claire? Claire's our bridesmaid. Claire, you mean... You remember Margie, don't you, Sonny? She waited on us when we were here yesterday. Hey, she's the girl who knows all about pigs. She sure does. You know, Margie was born just ten miles from my place, but can you beat it? We never met until Claire brought me here tonight. I knew it would be love at first sight. Oh, well, uh, Claire, look, i, I got to talk to you. Sit down. I can't, Mr. Valentine. I'm working for Margie for the rest of the day. I don't get off duty till six. Then I'll stay right here and wait for you. Well, I'll say goodbye. Our train leaves in a little while. I want you to know, Cousin George, that I'm the happiest man in the world. Oh, no, you're not. I am. Me too. Now, Jeff, you remember to look us up when you come back to the city. Oh, we won't be coming back. Margie and I decided that we'd stay in Three Oaks for the rest of our lives. Why, Jeff? Just settle down on a little farm and raise pigs. <laughs> George's voice again in just a moment. In most parts of the West, motorists are facing the time of year that's hardest on cars. Cooler weather and rain or snow always bring with them some annoying car troubles. Most of these can pretty well be avoided, however, by a checkup trip to your neighborhood Chevron dealer. He'll put the right grade of RPM compounded motor oil in your car's crankcase. See that its transmission and differential have the right kind of grease for the season. And he'll check your battery and accessories like windshield wiper blades, spark plugs, and lights. You can depend on getting a good job of winter checking at a Chevron gas station. Chevron dealers, you know, are in business for themselves. They've had plenty of car service experience before branching out on their own. So you can count on a competent, conscientious job. See about that winter checkup this weekend. Talk it over with your neighborhood Chevron gas station man. Time now for Life with Luigi in an episode first aired in 1948. From Chicago, we invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring J. Carol Nash with Alan Reed. ago, when Luigi Basco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now, we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Basco in Italy. 
dear Mamma Mia, is now big shopping season in America. Everywhere is signs. Newspapers and radio, they tell people there is only 24 shopping days till Christmas. Mamma Mia, with the money I got, I can do all of my Christmas shopping in 24 minutes. <laughs> Streets is filled with excited people rushing to buy things. In Chicago, main shopping section is called the Loop. I guess that's because everybody run around in a circle. <laughs> Department stores even have doors which run around in a circle. <laughs> it's called revolving door. People walk in and the door walk in with them. <laughs> There's also many other wonderful things. Like in old country... When a man wants to go to second floor, he walks upstairs. In a department store, man stands still and the stairs walk up. <laughs> yes, Mamma Mia. Everybody here getting ready to celebrate the Christmas. Except the Pasquale, my countryman, who bring me to America. Only celebration he wants is for me to marry his daughter Rosa. And the mama, that Rosa is so fat. If she ever stand on the street for five minutes, policemen give her a ticket for double parking. <laughs> anyway, this morning, I open up my antique store, and I'm talking with my 12-year-old general manager, Jimmy O'Connor, who's like a son to me. And Jimmy, he say... Hey, boss, here's the mail. Is a letter from my mama? Not today, boss. Then who write to me? There's quite a few here. It's a wonderful country. I don't write anybody, but I get answers anyway. <laughs> Today is the 30th. It's the end of the month. So what? It happened 12 times a year. Like Uncle Pietro say, everything has an end except sausage. <laughs> sausage has two ends. But tomorrow is the first, so the bills come in today. Is it too bad the month don't start on the 5th? Then we have more time to pay bills. With the money we haven't got, it won't make much difference. Someday I pay. Right now, we keep a record. I write on the page, bills are standing out. Uh, that's bills outstanding. Okay, read the bills. It's from the Edison Company. It's a pleasure to hear from Mr. Edison. <laughs> Fine man. Electric light is a wonderful invention. If Edison don't invent electric light, Edison and company go out of business. How much we owe, Mr. Edison? Uh, $4.38. Is worth the money I'm going to owe them. <laughs> If you don't pay, they'll turn off the juice. Then we'll use candles, like in old country. If we do, then this place is sure going to be spooky. All these old statues and old furniture and candles. In old days, everybody used candles. Even Abraham Lincoln. He was a poor fella, Jimmy. He lived in a log cabin, walked every day to school in the snow, work in a store just like you, and then study at the night by candle. And then he become a president. That's getting to the White House the hard way. Even harder, Lincoln was a Republican. <laughs> What's our uh, next bill, Jimmy? Mm, gas. Four dollars and twelve cents. Hmm. Maybe we better cut down on our cooking. From now on, we boil three-minute eggs in two minutes. <laughs> Guess how much the telephone bill is. Three dollars? Try again. Four dollars. You hit the bell. I think Mr. Bell hit me. <laughs> Just the same as a wonderful invention. If there's no telephone, then there's no telephone of books. What the little kids sit on when they want a haircut? 
Well, what are you going to do with these bills? Well, we have the money, we pay. Aren't you worried? It's of no use everybody worrying a Jimmy. Right, but now I let the companies worry. <laughs> but what are you going to do, boss? I got a surprise for you, Jimmy. See? Here's the $15. Where'd you get that? You remember old colonial letter case? Sure, cost you 20 I sell it for 15 But, boss... I get a stucker when I pay $20 for it, Jimmy. So I sell it back to same fellow for 15 <laughs> But you lost $5 in the deal. Oh, no, Jimmy. I make $5 because it's only worth $10 in the first place. <laughs> What's the next letter, Jimmy? It's from the president of the Windy City Investment Company. From president himself? Yep. John C. Shaw. Let me see letter. Dear friend. Jimmy, do I know Mr. Shaw? Oh, it doesn't mean a thing, boss. Your name is on what they call sucker list. That's <laughs> a pretty good, Jimmy. Only one a year here and already I'm on a sucker list. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly call it an honor, boss. Must be, Jimmy. Here's the fella I don't know. Is it giving me a chance to invest in a gold mine? Maybe we invest a little money, huh, Jimmy? What money? Next the letter, Jimmy. It's from the Jackson Hospital plan. Jimmy, I read it myself. Look, it say here. Dear Mr. Basco, this is a personal letter. Believe me, boss, there's nothing personal about it. Never mind, Jimmy. Listen to the letter. Consider this invitation from us to join. How you like that, Jimmy? Invitation. It's just an ad, boss. They don't mean that. What this means? Hospital plan. Uh, they pay your hospital expenses. Or they have to be sick, huh? Natch. Huh? Natch. Natch. What the natch means? Well, it's short for naturally. Please, Jimmy. I like to learn a long English, not a shorthand. <laughs> How do you know about this plan? I've seen the ads in the papers. I've heard them on the radio. They got the longest commercial. Then why you not tell me? Well, boss, you can't take on any more expenses. But it say here only cost the two cents a day. You can't even afford that. Maybe they give it cheaper if we get sick only on weekends. <laughs> I see about this right away. Why the hurry? Mr. Jackson say here in his letter, hurry, hurry. I hurry. Mr. Luigi. You watch the story, Jimmy. I go see Mr. Jackson. America, I love you. You like a papa. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Pasquale. I'm in a bigger hurry. Always you in a bigger hurry. Not always, Pasquale. Only when I see you. Where are you going this time? To hospital. Who's sick? Me. What's the matter with you? I find out later. You talking, but you don't make sense, Luigi. Speak a play. I explain to you, Pasquale. See this? Show is a letter. No, it's an invitation. Invitation to what? Invitation to hospital. That's a nice invitation. <laughs> I'm here 26 years. I never hear of an invitation to a hospital. Wait, I explain. Is invitation for hospital insurance plan for two cents. Luigi, why you always stick your two cents in everything? <laughs> All the time you run around, run around like a little mouse. Is it called Jackson Plan? Luigi, why you got to be different from other people? Why you must join a Jackson Plan? Join a Marshall Plan? <laughs> if you're sick, 
Jackson take care of the whole thing for two cents a day. That's a stupid. When a fella gets a sick, two cents a day is not going to help him much. Pasquale, you pay Jackson a plan two cents. Jackson, he pay hospital. What's to happen if it's raining someday and you're not going to run to the mailbox and send the Jackson his two cents? <laughs> Then there's no insurance for that day. Luigi, you always buy policies. So for one a month already, you got a fire insurance. Is there no fire? Takes time. <laughs> I explain to Pasquale. Look what it says here in the letter. If I get a sick, Jackson a plan is pay for doctors and nurses and all kinds of sickness. They pay for everything except the maternity. Why? Is it contagious? <laughs> Pasquale, you don't understand. I understand the plenty, but what's to happen if I'm a catcher this maternity? <laughs> is it not possible? <laughs> maternity is meaning having little bambinos. Oh, that's a fine. I tell you, what do you do? Forget it, it's a crazy two cents a hospital. Marry my Rosa, she's a have a bambino. I pay you two cents a day for the rest of your life. <laughs> Please, Pasquale, we're not to talk about the Rosa. We talk about a Rosa, I break your arm. Pasquale, how is the Rosa? I'm glad you asked, my son. Luigi, you couldn't find a nicer girl. Or a bigger. Is there nothing my Rosa can do? She's got lots of talent. What the kind of talent? Oh, she's a wonder. She's a first-class cook. She's a handy with a needle. She's a washer better than the laundry. And she's a keeper house and neat like a pin. You know, Pasquale... Yes, my son. I bet you Rosa could have found a good job someplace. <laughs> Luigi, I don't like your sense of humor, especially when my Rosa, she's a crazy for you. Is it too bad, Pasquale? Right now, she's a feeling very bad. She's got a broken heart. Maybe she joined a two-sense hospital. <laughs> There's no hospital cure for her. Only you, Luigi. You, the doctor. If I'm the doctor, I go find a new patient. <laughs> oh, Luigi, you're getting me so mad, I think I'm going to break you in a little pieces. Then I better go join a Jackson Planet quick. <laughs> Excuse me, lady, is this Jackson Hospital plan? Yes. I'd like to speak to Andrew. <laughs> uh, what's the nature of your business? Antique business. 21 North 12th Street. Open night and day and I we mean, always... what can I do for you? I get the letter this morning. I'd like to join two cents a day hospital plan. Oh, you want to see Mr. McGrady. First order, you're right. Thank you, lady. Come in. Hello. Girl outside, she tells me you're Mr. McReady. Yes. She says you can tell me all about Jackson and hospital plan. I'd be glad to. You see... You see, Mr. Oh. McReady, I'm not alone in this country, and it's harder for me to understand everything it says here in a little book about a hospital plan. So maybe you explain it, some of the things that it says here. I'd be glad to. says here no physical examination is necessary. I guess if there's no examination necessary, it means I don't have to see a doctor. Well, I'm okay. glad you explained to me. <laughs> Another thing. It is say here, you have a choice of a 90-member hospital. That means I go to any hospital I like? Well, there are 90 hospitals. It's so wonderful what? how simple is everything the way you explain it. It is say here. Also say here, if I marry, plan also cover my wife. If I ever marry Rosie, there's no plan big enough to cover her. <laughs> but 
I have a little boy, Jimmy. Is it good for him, huh? Yes. Thank you so much, Mr. McCready. You speak a beautiful English. Here's my two cents. I enroll in plan. I'm sorry, oh, mister. Oh, well, it's my fault. I don't look where I'm going. Are you hurt? No, but maybe I hurt your car. Are you sure you're all right? I feel fine. We can't be too sure, Mr. Basco. Mr. McReady, what are you doing here? Right on the job, Mr. Basco. The Jackson Hospital plan will take care of everything. Yes, sir, there's a room, nurse, a choice of any one of 1,000 doctors all ready and waiting for you. Mamma mia, all for two cents. <laughs> While you're wondering what Luigi is going to do next, I have a $16,000 announcement for you about CBS's popular quiz program, Hit the Jackpot. Later tonight, $16,000 worth of breathtaking prizes will be given to the lucky contestant at home or in the studio who can give the correct solution to the secret sentence. MC Bill Cullen will give you more clues to help you solve the secret sentence. For fun and prizes, be sure to tune in Hit the Jackpot tonight over most of these same CBS network stations. And now, for the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, I never think when I go to join a hospital plan that five minutes later I'm in a hospital. This gives you an idea of a kind of a quick service a fellow gets in America. So now I'm in a hospital only because I'm reading a hospital advertisement book when I cross the street and I don't see the car. But don't worry, Mamma Mia. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. Only trouble is that nobody believes me. Is a very nice nurse here. She takes my pulse. Is first American girl who holds my hand. Is a very pleasant mamma mia. But now, Jimmy visited me and he said, Boss! Hello, Jimmy. I rushed down here as soon as I heard about it. Who tell you? It's all over the neighborhood. I feel fine, Jimmy. What happened, boss? I'm walking across the State Street when suddenly I hit automobile. Did you get the license? No, just a piece of a right front fender. Where were you hurt, boss? In a safety zone. State Street. If if I tell you, you'll be angry with me, Jimmy. Oh, I'm not going to be angry, boss. I go see Jackson Hospital Plan. Then I have an accident. After I join. Uh, please, Jimmy, do something for me. Write a note to my teacher, Miss Spalding. I know can come to school tonight. Same as I write for you. Well, I can tell him, Mr. Luigi. You don't have to write a note. No, Jimmy. It's better you write. Please excuse my parents. Luigi Basco from school tonight. Yours are truly, Jimmy O'Connor. Well, if that's the way you want it. Someone's here to see you, boss. Oh, he's the man from a two cents a hospital plan. <laughs> well, goodbye, boss. I'll see you later. Okay, goodbye, Jimmy. Mr. Basco, I take my hat off to you. Thank you. You're very polite. Yes, sir. You sure are a fast worker. 
We're going to make a big thing out of this. Imagine a man signs up for the Jackson Hospital plan, and five minutes later, he's in the hospital. Why, it'll make us the talk of the country. You, you're not angry with me? Angry? Certainly not. On the contrary, we'll see to it that you get every operation that's coming to you. You'll get, you'll get tonsils, adenoids, appendix, and that's only the start. Sounds like the finish. <laughs> Please, I'm a feeling fine. I want to go home. Mr. Pascoe. You gave us your two cents. You enrolled. We have your signature. You agreed to accept our benefit. And you'll get your benefit. Please, I just want to go home. You stay right there. Don't move till you hear from us. You're in a soft, comfortable hospital bed. You'll get the best of doctors and nurses for two cents a day. You're entitled to all this for 21 days. Live, man, live! <laughs> Nurse! Doctor! Mamma mia! Luigi, you sleeping, my son? <laughs> oh, Pasquale, I'm even glad to see you. How you feel, my little man? I feel fine, Pasquale, Don't but... Don't talk, I... Luigi. Here, drink a little soup. A rose she cooked a special for you. That's nice. She's a love in every spoon of full, Luigi. She's put her heart in it. Taste her like it. <laughs> Luigi? I'm already take care of everything for you. Then when can I go home? Take it easy. Lawyer says you're critically sick of man. Lawyer? I don't even see lawyer. How he knows? He knows. But the Pasquale, I don't need lawyer. Never see a fellow like you. Even when you're sick, you argue. If a lawyer says you're sick, you say. But I'm not sick. I'm fine. I don't care what you say. I already give a lawyer $50,000. $50 I give him. He say we're going to collect. I never have a $50,000. But the lawyer I give a $50 to, he say we're going to collect a 10000 We? Sure we. Is it your accident? So I make you a partner. Next time, if I have accident, I make you a partner too. It's a fair exchange. Thank you, Pasquale. But there's nothing wrong with me. Lawyer is out the side. He's a tell what's wrong with you. Here is a Mr. Sykes, your lawyer. Louis. How are you, Mr. Basco? I'm a fine. Delirious, eh, Pasquale? Sounds alike. And now, uh, don't try to talk, Mr. Basco. You're a very sick man. Just leave everything to me. I don't. I leave it to my mama. Uh, I will sue that car owner for every penny he has in the world. We'll strip him clean. We'll take the clothes off his back. You haven't a thing to worry about with John Sykes as your attorney. I'm worried about other fella. Oh, I've had lots of cases like this. Been chasing ambulances all my life. You must have been pretty tired. <laughs> Mr. Basco, I saw the whole thing. You did? Why, certainly I did. There was this car coming in a very northerly direction at approximately 75 miles an hour. You were standing in the safety zone. But I wasn't... Don't interrupt, a... please. Suddenly this automobile swerved, knocked you down, ran over you, backed up, and ran over you again. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Mr. Sykes. It was all my fault. I crossed the one the light that was red. What's that got to do with it? Aren't you entitled to your choice of colors? Sure. <laughs> sure, Luigi. Everybody's got a right to choose a color. Don't worry. We're going to collect the plenty. Pasquale, you got a hit by car, too? I'm just to look out for your interest. But I all. feel fine. I, I don't even hurt a little bit. You see, Pasquale? Brain concussion. <laughs> Looks alike. Now, <laughs> ah, Mr. Basco, where were you on the night of July 21st, 1928? July 21st, 1928. I don't remember. Aha. Amnesia. <laughs> Magnesia. 
Oh, it's even worse than I feared. Now tell me, Mr. Basco, do you hear ticking noises? Pasquale, take your watch away from my ears. All I can say is, Mr. Basco, that you're a mighty sick man. Yes, sir, mighty sick. Crazy, Mr. Sykes, you're giving me a headache. Fine, don't fight it, Mr. Basco. <laughs> and uh, my back, my back is hurting from laying in bed. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Now you're talking. But I feel fine. Stop for saying that. <laughs> Keep him quiet, Pasquale. I'll be back in a moment. Pasquale, I don't trust Mr. Sykes. I'm surprised at you, Luigi. Mr. Sykes is as honest as I am. That's what worries me. <laughs> no, Pasquale. I don't sue other fella. He's not honest. I don't want his money. I want to go home. Look, Luigi, you don't worry about this. All you think about is your health. I worry about your money. Hey, lay down, Luigi. It's a doctor. Well, how are you feeling, Mr. Bosco? I'm a feeling... Doctor, so good, a doctor. Excuse me, I'd like to look at the chart. Sure, doctor. Here, what does it say? Mmm, sounds bad. Is... is it bad, doctor? Temperature? Mmm. Blood pressure? Mmm. <laughs> Has it got a temperature and a blood pressure? <laughs> Yeah, these x-rays. X-rays. I'm feeling the fire. Stop arguing with a doctor. You'll excuse me, Mr. Basco. I'll be back. Pasquale. I hear you, Luigi. What? What a doctor mean when he say... Mmm... Don't sound good to me, Luigi. <laughs> hey, Luigi, hold my hand. Pasquale, you see X-ray pictures? It's all black. It's nothing left inside. <laughs> what it say on the chart? I'm not supposed to tell you, Luigi. <laughs> Please, please, Pasquale. Is it better if I know everything? All right. All right, I tell. Temperature 98, period of 6. <laughs> That's not too good. Please, Pasquale. If anything happens, you take care of Jim. Sure, sure. I even adopt him. And when he grow up, don't make him marry Rosa. <laughs> Rose is always going to be true to one man. You, Luigi. It's all right with me if she lie a little. Listen, Pasquale. It's one more thing. In four years from now, I get my citizenship paper. Can you hear me, Pasquale? I hear you, Luigi. <laughs> I give you permission to vote for me. Anything else? I wait until the doctor comes back before I make more promises. All right, Luigi. Now I tell you what I'm going to do for you. When I'm going to collect the money from accident, I'm going to take your share, and I'm going to build a new antique store with your statue in the front, with a big sign in your honor, Luigi Bosco Spaghetti Palace. <laughs> Why spaghetti in antique store? Got to pay expenses, Luigi. <laughs> Pasquale. 
is is suddenly getting very dark. All of both of my hands, Luigi, my friend. Maybe maybe now you do something for me, eh? Anything. Maybe you see Rosie just once more. Is it dark enough already? <laughs> that is making no difference, Luigi. You're gonna die anyway. Marry Rosa. This this makes her happy, Pasquale? Sure, sure. It's making her the happiest widow in Chicago. <laughs> All right. Rosa. Where is she? She's just happy to be waiting outside. Rosa! You called me, Papa! Say hello to poor Luigi. Hello, poor Luigi. Hello, Rosa. Luigi's a dying, and before he goes, he wants to marry you, Rosa. What do you think of that? <laughs> Shut up your face. <laughs> Luigi, I go bring it a judge. Is the judge also happen to be waiting outside? What's going on here? Doctor, you're just in the time. Everything is dark. No wonder. Someone turned off the lights. <laughs> Who would do a thing like this? I see everything now. Doctor, I'm not dying, huh? Not for a long time to come, Mr. Bosco. There isn't a thing in the world the matter with you. Get your clothes and go home. You hear that, Pasquale? Doctor, you sure? Of course. It's impossible, doctor. I just give a lawyer fifty dollars. Luigi's got to die. <laughs> I feel fine. I'm going to leave the hospital. I got my two cents worth. Pasquale, I'm going to back to the store. Wait, Luigi. You promised to marry Rosa today. Oh no, I already have my accident for today. <laughs> So, Mamma Mia, now if I get sick, is there nothing to worry about? Because I get sick in America. Your loving son, Luigi. Sure to listen next week at the same time over most of these stations when Luigi Basco writes another letter to Mama Basco describing his adventures in America. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by High Craft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Music is under the direction of Wilbur Hatch. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me next week when I uncover more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.